Welcome to Shipwrecks, a podcast where we recommend and review erotic fanfiction. I'm Audrey, and with me here today are my friends Abby and Mira. Today, we're wrapping up our Harry Potter series. We've now read and reviewed six Harry Potter fics, and I thought we should take some time to reflect before we move on to our next fandom. So the first thing I want to bring up is that when we embarked on this kind of smutty journey that we're going on, we had some ground rules in place about like how long things were supposed to be and the level of smuttiness that we were supposed to achieve. Um, But we did not have any rules about what pairings we were allowed to choose. And so what we ended up with is six stories about Hermione Granger getting railed. (laughs) So (laughs) um, I want to um, take this time to um, ask you guys who you think the best pairing was with the caveat that it's all Hermione with somebody. Um, We had Hermione and Lucius. We had Hermione and Snape, Hermione and Luna, and Hermione and Draco in our stories. So... Who wants to go first and say who their favorite pairing was? I'll go. I'll go first. Okay. So I would say it's hard to pick because depends on which story version, right, of each character. Yeah. But I think Snape was my favorite. Yeah. Okay. Snape was my favorite too. I would say Unforced Error Snape with Hermione was the best love. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Mira? You know, I enjoyed them all and I do enjoy Snape. But there's just something about the pairing with Lucius that I can't resist. It's just my See, Lucius, it was a, depending on what version of Lucius, I feel like he was a close second for me. Like, all of my pairings weren't as good, but. I feel like you really have to work to make him, like, a good pairing because it doesn't necessarily come naturally. Um, And I don't know. I just like to see where authors go with it. So Okay, somewhat related to that. What do you guys think the best sex scene was in all of the stories that we've read? So we've read six fics. It was obviously the scene of Snape with his desk. It was obviously the most <laughs> exciting. <laughs> Snape slash desk, Hermione was. <laughs> so that was the cum story. Um, that was um, Sense and Insensibility, um, episode six. How about you, Mira? I like Hermione and Lucius at the art gallery. Ooh, the fingering. <laughs> yeah, so does Hermione. Because yes. Lucius fingered me in the art wing of the museum and it was the best, what did you say? <laughs> it was the best sex of my life or something like yeah, that. I yeah, know. something, yes. I would say if I if I had to choose a human, on the other half, I would agree the art gallery stood out in my mind as one of the like steamier That was hot. Ones. Yeah. See, so I love... As far as love scenes and like romance and stuff, I would give it again to Hermione and Snape and Unforced Error. But the sex scenes in that were not, you know, particularly super steamy. So I would maybe do the first sex scene in Mira's first story, which was called what? Oh, yes. a see for me bent, bent yes. over the desk. Yes. The desk. Yeah, that was, where, that yeah. was a pretty strong opening for sure yeah (laughs) like i would say for pure hotness in isolation that that is a well encapsulated just like yeah wham bam thank you ma'am done sex scene um so i would choose that one but art gallery was pretty good too i like the uh crossing of the boundaries of the art gallery because he's just like oh i'm gonna rub your shoulders because you're so tense and then they're talking and she's like 
I told Ron that we're friends and that you mean a lot to me as my friend. And he's like, is that what we are? And then he starts groping her and I'm just like, yes. <laughs> friends with some benefits. <laughs> so is there anything else that people would like to talk about in summary of Harry Potter? So something that I struggled with with this fandom a lot is that I, you know, it is a perfect playground, but I hadn't really considered the lack of ladies. Yeah. Like, there's not a lot of women. Like, I, I was kind of, it's like you know it, but I just wasn't expecting it to impact the selection as much. Because there's a ton of stuff out there, various levels, various states, whatever flavor you want, it's out there. <laughs> but the lack of strong female characters. And I really, really pr- wanted for myself to select from existing characters. Yeah. I yeah. didn't want any original characters. Now, that being said, that is an excellent avenue to go down where you could like, maybe you just need some original female characters to be added in there to really spice it up. There's a lot of edge characters like Narcissa, um, characters that you don't know a ton about. So it's just like, you could really build that out to be your own thing, but that's a heavy lift compared to like pre-existing characters. Not everybody wants to deep dive into that. You're like, you just want to write something fun. I mean, it's a lot of effort to write anything. Hell, to write a cover letter for me is exhausting. I couldn't imagine <laughs> writing a damn story. So take this all with a grain of salt. But it's like, I really felt that the lack of ladies was tough and it was hard to find a good character. Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Hermione's great, but like, you know, I got tired of hearing about her and all our problems after a while. And Jesus, Ron breakups over and over. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of wore me down. To be fair, there's like a million stories out there and it's really... Oh, yeah really really big fandom so there's no way we could possibly cover all the ground that needs to be covered and find all of the gems that exist out there but but yeah it's just it is unfortunate to me that like a character like McGonagall or something it's harder to find people who are willing to dive into that and like maybe she's not like the sexiest go-to character but like she's a cool character though but you yeah could t- you, could do, there. you could do stories about McGonagall in the past if you aren't if you wanted her to be a little younger she could have had some like you know she could have been a wild thing back in the day and I would eat that up just as like an <laughs> actual like safe for work like spin-off honestly yeah. and then thinking about like well the naughty stuff that could come out of it hell yes get <laughs> yours McGonagall we all deserve that but I agree like it's so big there's no way that we found all of it there's just no way I blame J.K. Rowling on some level for this because there's this middle ground of characters that are not the main character that still have enough characterization to be interesting. And almost Mm -hmm. all of those second tier characters are men. There's Hermione. Mm -hmm. um, And then you've got, you go straight to like caricatures. Luna Lovegood is not really a Mm -hmm. three-dimensional character, but you've got people like Sirius and Lupin and Snape and all of these really complex secondary characters they're all men so mm-hmm. we ended up having everyone yep. fuck Hermione <laughs> yeah. but next time we do this I mean I think we'll have a lot more just slash um and mm-hmm. I'm I totally do not want to read about Hermione Granger getting railed ever again so. <laughs> I, I'm okay with some more need a little bit of rest <laughs> I could deal with a bit more but yeah take a small vacay from it I would say overall it's a really interesting thing and it I haven't read a ton of fan fiction. It's been years, really, since I've been super deep into it. Original characters or those outlying characters, it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot more of a lift. Yeah, and I feel like there's no reason it can't be good, but Mm -hmm. your chances of it being good are, you know, like, they go down. Like, when you're opening people's original characters, it could be 
really simple Mary Sue stuff about how Super I want to make out with Draco and, and that's trash. Mm-hmm. And then there could be really good stuff too, but you're just sifting through more content. Exactly. And I, I feel like that would be an interesting thing to cover, like an interesting limitation on like maybe a revisit someday. All Mary that... Sue? All original All Mary characters. Sue. All original characters. <laughs> yes. All Harry on Harry. Mary Sue, Mary Sue. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I guess that's my biggest thing is it's a, it's a wonderful world that's been created. I am just surprised at how little it was like exploited almost. <laughs> like there's so much like truly fucked up shit you could do. And we're just like hand holding level for some of it. I mean, there was a chocolate dong in there, but that didn't require <laughs> magic. It was just convenient. <laughs> and, and that's why I'm a little bit excited that our next fandom is a more adult oriented, slightly more adult oriented fandom, which is going to be Star Wars. Because I think we'll have less of that teenage crush type fan fiction and more of that Sarlacc pit kind of fan <laughs> <fiction>. <laughs> But we'll see. So um, as I mentioned, Star Wars is going to be our next fandom. So I wanted to go around and ask everybody what their experience is with Star Wars. We'll start with Abby. (laughs) Have you, um, could you tell us what of the Star Wars media that's out there you've seen? So there's the original trilogy, which is Luke and Leia and, and the Death Star and all of that. The prequel trilogy, the sequel trilogy, which is the Poe, Kylo Ren, all of that business. Um, And then there are books. There's a Clone Wars TV show, a Rebels TV show, and The Mandalorian. I have prequilled, sequeled, and originaled. Okay. And then Mandalorian. Yes. And then, what was the other one? Oh, I've watched Rogue One. Oh, yes. And I would, hot take here, we're going to start a war probably, but (laughs) originals only. Yeah. And Mandalorian. Yes. And Rogue One. I feel like those have a taste that I really appreciate. Now, I feel like the others could, they had little flavors where I'm like, oh, this could be good. And then just went right off the rails for me. But that being said, ripe for rewriting, because I think any fan fiction work done in the prequel or the sequel can only improve it. Yes. Well, (laughs) I feel like George Lucas himself is the antithesis of sexuality. Like he drains the sexuality (laughs) from like, Ewan McGregor is one of the hottest humans to ever walk this earth. And I feel nothing in those prequels. I'm like, it's dead. <laughs> nothing. Like, how did you fucking I'm do that? I'm sure that's what he was going for. How did you fucking do that? <laughs> but, but it's one thing to not make to to not have someone be sexy, but to remove all of their sexuality yeah. as an individual is a special kind of whoa. Is it like the only thing that he didn't get his donger out for? Yes. <laughs> yep, he marked con- that checkbox. Yep. Contractual agreement that he has to show his giant dong, but <laughs> Lucas, Lucas somehow convinced him to keep it in his pants. Well, it's in there, but it's just CG'd to something else. We think, we think it's a Muppet, but it's not. Um, so, Mira, how about you? What's your experience with Star Wars? Pretty similar. So, the prequels, the original. And then sequel trilogy, I have watched The Mandalorian as far as it's gone. I did see Rogue One and I really didn't care about it at all. I've kind of blocked that mostly from my memory. Um, and then none of the books and none of the animated stuff, so... Cool. Yeah, I'm a little scared about this lack of knowledge for the animated stuff going into Star Wars. So I consider myself a huge Star Wars head just because I love the original trilogy so much. Like I have like a religious love of the original trilogy. 
I've watched the prequels and the sequels. I kind of hate them both for different reasons and love them both for different reasons, but I love the original trilogy so much that it kind of just makes me angry to see all of the, the musical cues and the sound effects and all of the stuff I really love from the originals being kind of exploited and watered down by these subpar yeah. things that followed from it. But that being said, fan fiction is so great at like taking things that could have been good and like making them actually good. So I am excited yes. to maybe mine some of that and see what people have done with it. Yeah, I'm honestly very excited for that reason too, because like I was so excited for the sequels trilogy, the sequel trilogy, yeah. like crazy excited. And then I was like, wah, wah. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's and it's a chance for more Adam Driver. That's what yeah. one of those where fan fiction really came through because after the Force Awakens came out, you know that that Kylo Ren exists and that Rey exists, and there was some fan fiction written that had so much more thought put into it than what we actually got in the next two movies. Like there was fan fiction written before the Last Jedi came out about like Rey and Kylo having the psychic connection and being a dyad in the force and like had, but actually making sense and like Snoke, <laughs> Snoke didn't just die and have no consequence and stuff like that. So I feel like, yeah, the fan fiction community can carry this in some places where the actual stuff was really weak. And especially the sequel trilogy, like there are so many great characters. Like Poe is awesome. Finn is awesome. Kylo Ren is fucking awesome. Um, Rey yeah. is just like a, glittering like radiant gorgeous emotive person and it's just like yes like all of the pieces are there and it's like how did they fuck it up so bad <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's so much less than the sum of its parts some of the visuals are gorgeous the music's gorgeous and then the mm -hmm. story just didn't come together so yes hopefully fan fiction will save us from this um so yeah. do you guys have any crushes or ships for star wars going into it because i know Neither one of you is a big reader of Star Wars fan fiction um, right now, right? So we're diving into something new for the most part. Very much new thing for me. But for me, it's just Lando with everybody. Lando wow. brushing his own hair. Yeah. Lando eating breakfast. And you're talking Lando about, with... I know this because I know you. It's Donald Glover Lando that you're talking about. <sighs> the heart yeah. pitter patters. <laughs> Casting could not be better. I was not imagining that. So thank you for the clarification. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I'm in, but it's not what <laughs> I'm Thank really you for your support, like... Mira. That's, it means a lot that you would support me no matter the age. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with it. It's just not what I expected. <laughs> Uh, of course, I mean I love Adam Driver. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, just, yo, just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember all the comedy skits that go into what a giant mountain of a man he is. But yeah, <laughs> I feel like it took me a long time to be into him because of who he was on Girls, and I didn't even watch much of that series. But it was just like, okay, he's gross. I loved I him, him in Girls. I loved that. I thought he was just so weird, I and didn't I was get just very like far. I only got through a little one the first season because it's a slightly painful show to watch for me. But eventually, I came around, and now I'm just like, "Yep, I'm all about this." So, <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so you're so, at yeah. the top of the list. Are you are you a Raylo shipper? I've never actually read any, but that is the ship I'm going to try to hop on. It's <laughs> what I'm feeling in theory. <laughs> I'm also determined to find some sort of good slave layery. Yes. Out there. So me, okay, I told you I'm crazy about the original trilogy. Like, I had the massive crush on Luke Skywalker growing up, and like, 
It always pissed me off that Luke Skywalker was brother and sister with Leia because it's totally, they didn't decide that until they filmed The Return of the Jedi. Like, that was not the plan. When Yoda said in Empire, there is another, he did not mean Leia. He meant Luke's sister who was not Leia and was going to be introduced in a new movie. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. But anyway, I've always kind of shipped Luke and Leia (laughs) in a non, but alternative to like them not being brother and sister. So I have tried to find a fic in this vein. No one in the world is as, as weird as I am, I guess, because that is very they, surprising. Wait a minute. Aren't they twins? So it's, yeah, it's twins. It's twincest. Yeah. All the way to twincest. Yeah. Wow. That has Cranked to it up. That has to exist. I found Come it, on, but internet. it was always like Luke and Khan like tag teaming Leia and stuff or stuff where I'm just like, that's no, it's not what I want. Like, that's not oh. it. So, well, um, you can send those to me. I'll yeah. Let them for you, you can. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm not searching right. I haven't found anything to even try to read um, in that vein. Um, so, my other ship, um, which is the, our first pick, is um, Mando with anyone. So, <laughs> the Mandalorian is amazing. I love it. Um, I love the Mandalorian himself as a person and character. Um, people with masks, I've always been into, like, even the Phantom Whoa. of the Opera. Like, you see, like, when I go to the Phantom of the Opera, and I'm, like, 12 years old, and I'm, like, how deformed is he really, though? Like, how? <laughs> you know, like, let's see under there. Like, it can't be that bad. Like, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I'm huge into Mando. That's that's going to be my first pick. Um, so... The first pick is called Rough Day, which is um, a Mandalorian slash The Reader fic. And so there's several reasons I should not have picked this story or (laughs) even read this story. But I was so hungry for shiny murder daddy content that I read this. Shiny murder daddy. And I loved it. So this is what we're going to read. So I'll read you guys the description from the author, which is really not representative. So I'm sorry. When you woke up this morning, you really didn't think it would be a fixing Mando's knife wound and then giving him a hand job kind of day, but today, <laughs> who knew that agreeing to babysit a bounty hunter's weird green little child would be so full of surprises? So that is like not a great summary. It only describes the very, very beginning of the story. So the reasons I should not have picked this story are number one, that it's a reader insert fan fiction. So I've never read one of these. I've seen them and I avoid them. What it is, is they're written in second person, like a choose your own adventure. Like you are the main character. And so it's just like, you look at him, blah, blah, blah. Like he looks at you. And so I I find that very odd. Um, I read this because the tags on it were so fucking funny that I'm like, okay, this person is hilarious. Like, and it was very good. And I got used to the weird second person thing pretty quickly. So... I think I'm going to stop not reading those now after this. The second reason I shouldn't have picked it is because it's unfinished. So she's still writing. But I promise you, read up to chapter 13 and then just put the end after in your head. And it works perfectly fine. I promise you. So only read up to chapter 13 and then just mentally insert the end. You do not need to read beyond that. I think this is going to become one of those things where it goes into like 300,000 words and never ends um, because she's got this community of people and Mandalorian's still coming out. She's writing content to align with some of the stuff that's happening in the show. But she also has these people who are just like, anal, write an anal chapter. Like, when do we get anal? So, so she's got like fans. So she's like, okay, don't worry, blowjob girl. Here it comes. Like, <laughs> so I think she will probably keep on going. 
Um, but there is a satisfying stopping point. Stop at quoting my sex life. <laughs> there, there's a satisfying stopping point at chapter 13. Um, yeah, some of those tags are um, watch me make shit up about space, which is a great tag. Um, Favreau, forgive me, because John Favreau is the producer and the writer of, of Mandalorian and stuff. So anyway, um, I feel a little bit exposed by this pick because the other ones I've picked so far have been extremely plot heavy. So even if you didn't like the sex or the relationship part of it, there was something there for you to hold on to. There is nothing there for you to hold on to <laughs> in this one. So I invite each of you personally to literally slap me across the face if you do not enjoy this, um, because it's going to be rough. If you don't like it and it doesn't work for you, it's going to be a tough read. I made you all read The Length of the Hobbit, which mostly ended in hand-holding and a hug. So I don't really have a lot of a leg to stand on here, just saying. <laughs> well, we'll see. I mean, there is at least no shortage of sex. Um, and Mira, you might not enjoy the first chapter, but let me just mention that... Is it a semen fest? Is there just come everywhere again? There is. I, it's a little bit. Um, but he knows how to... Just, I'm just, gonna just a say, splash. I'm just going to say that he really knows how to reciprocate. So hold on there, Mira. Hey. It's got it's got Mira oriented content. There's chandeliers, there's chocolate, and someone's getting played like a cello. I don't actually like the chocolate stuff. It was just in there. You will never let me live this down now. Well, it was in both of your stories. It was, was it? both. Was there chocolate yes. in both? There's oh. chocolate in both. And oh. celloing. <laughs> I mean, celloing is pretty good. We'll be taking a few weeks off between the Harry Potter series and the Star Wars series. One of us is going to birth a baby, and the rest of us have been quested to search for royalty-free space music. Please take this time to subscribe or follow us on your podcatcher of choice, and follow us on Instagram at Shipwrecks Podcast so you'll be notified when we're back. Thanks for joining us on this smutty journey, and we'll catch you soon.